It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, we bring you Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Hello, Aaron. Hey, hey, John, what's going on, man? Happy belated Veterans Day to you and all of our veterans that are listening on the podcast Yes, and uh, I said the one thing I, I wanted for Veterans Day, I, I got, which was beating our friend Alex Geldenzopf in fantasy football. There you go. Yeah, that's all I need. It was fast. Yeah, because none of your other teams won, so there we go. Except for the Bucks <laughs> and and UW hockey, but otherwise everybody yeah. else said, "Say, hey, veterans, no boss." All right. Uh, I like to remind you that you can follow the podcast. Um, we're on X, Twitter, Twitter X, whatever you want to call that thing. Um, we're there. You can follow the podcast at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can also follow the podcast. On Mastodon at Scotty Johnny Pod again. You can follow me on several different spots. You can find me at Blue Sky at J E Barnett. You can find me at Mastodon at Scotty Johnny. And you can find me on Twitter at Not So Humble Host. Aaron, how do people find you on the different social media networks? Well, John, I think it's Facebook official that you can call it X slash Twitter because that's what ESPN puts in the top right corner <laughs> whenever they whenever they throw a tweet up there because. Yeah. I mean, if they just put X up there, I mean, that it's like we talked about when it happened, like it's the dumbest marketing thing ever because Elon just named the biggest social platform on the planet the same as about 20 other companies. I mean, I don't yeah. even know how you can trademark it, right? I don't know. But either way, they always put X slash Twitter. Uh, you can find me on X Twitter, John, at Cheddar Talk and on Blue Sky, Sco- Blue Sky Social, uh, Apple Bottom Flottom. All right. Find me, and uh, we'll we'll chat. Perfect. Well, with that, let's kick right into a segment of our show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right. To start off main event, it's Packers. And I'll tell you, it's another loss, but I don't feel as bad this week as I did last week. I don't know if that's true for you, Aaron. Uh, moral, moral victory for sure. And not that anybody believes in moral victories, but, uh, uh, Andrew Brandt on Twitter, who I respect his, uh, yeah. you like Andrew Brandt. Too, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the guy's got a long track history. I mean, he worked for the Packers, how many other organizations too? The guy knows what he's looking at. He knows what he's talking about. And he uh, knows the, the business did. of sports. Right. And one of the things he said, I'm going to paraphrase here was, this season was a loss from the get-go. You know, like, we we didn't expect this season to go well. And people have lost sight of that. Like, of course, rabid right. this way. They're fanatics. And the one thing he did say is, oh, this season was about seeing if Jordan Love was who we thought he was. And we let him off the hook. No, that's <laughs> Denny Green. Um, nice. But, uh, no, uh, see, if, see if he's the guy. And I think... Um, I, I think there was flashes of it. I, if if you don't think that that pass to Jalen Reed in the uh, corner, the right or the left corner of the end zone, uh, 
wasn't it. You're wrong. There's, you've got to have a certain level of talent to make that throw. And I guess some questions about like his arm strength and accuracy were kind of answered. Um, he did play bad at times, which is to be expected this year. But uh, unlike the clunkers of the games that have been the last couple of weeks, he kind of came back around to what he had right off the bat at the beginning of the season where everyone was like, well, this is good. This is good. And then there was a lull. And then, um, and I, I don't think that it, 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 I don't think it can be lost on the fact that Aaron Jones did play more of the game than he has been playing since the first part of the season too. So um, yeah. while it was a loss, um, I mean, and there were mistakes that led to said loss. Um, it, it was in Pittsburgh, which is always something it's the one it's, it's one of the few AFC NFC rivals that even exist because mm-hmm. they're two giant fan bases, the second and third biggest fan bases in football behind the Cowboys. Uh, yep. One could argue um, yep. their best player is a Wisconsin kid who should be on the Packers, you know, so, <laughs> so we got um, Kevin King. Yeah. So we got Kevin King because can't, can't draft the, the Watt kids, they're from Wisconsin. We don't want any Wisconsin kids because that Tauscher experiment did not work out. Oh, wait. That's a lie. I'm kidding. We got um, Vince Beagle. Yeah. He broke his leg in practice. Yeah. Or his foot. It was his foot. Yeah. And I mean, in the meantime, Pittsburgh's got a, a bang up defense that's mostly made up of Wisconsin players between him and Herbig. So. Um, yeah. And they had but, uh, uh, Keanu Benton. And they had Keanu Defensive Benton. Defensive right. nose tackle from Wisconsin. So so just uh, so just about twenty five percent of the defense, twenty seven point six percent I believe would be the actual number. Nice. But anyhow, um, anyways, but yeah, no, it was a it was a much more uplifting game than uh, that. The loss against the Steelers felt better than the win against the Rams. Does that make sense? To a degree, I, I'm I'm at the point. You know, my stage of grief uh, is acceptance, and uh, mm-hmm. that's that's where we are. Um, it's mostly that what I'm looking for at this season, like you were talking about with Andrew Brandt looking at it, is like, I want to see growth. And I'll say this love looked a lot better. I don't think he's a star yet with what he did, but that's the best I've seen him rip a football, like mm-hmm. grip it and, and dial in. His biggest problem has been under throwing deep balls and throwing high on shorter passes. Cause he's not striding in his throw. He was throwing low. He was throwing guys to the ground. If anything, he was getting better at, just striding into it and driving that ball. Uh, a couple of them probably could have been higher than normal, which is different than how he's normally played. And the last two games, actually, his deep balls have been much better than the last couple of weeks, the, the first chunk of the season here. Like, so he had a couple of plays, even the one where he missed Dobbs on that deep route. Uh, they made a good point on this. It, it looked like, uh, it, like Love was expecting him to take the in route and get um, Porter. Uh, on his hip and go but instead he took the easy route towards the sideline and tried to hook back in for whatever it's worth that one of the, th- the things you say is like throw the deep ball deep if you're going to miss miss where no one else is going to pick it don't throw it short um, don't short arm that deep ball and he didn't he threw even on that one where he missed he missed in the right spot um, mm-hmm. and just didn't quite you know wasn't right there it, that's that's the throw that you know the sort of throw that Rodgers was making last year where he's just missing guys. Uh, that was just a little I, off. I was going to say this, uh, two things about former quarterbacks on this team, because there's lots of comparisons. Um, number one, uh, this is for those who are too young or uh, not um, 
conveniently remembering the beginning of Rogers career. Um, this is why Rogers didn't throw picks. And this is why love is a little bit better. He's been a little bit higher on the interception meter this year was Rogers early in his career would miss short. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. He missed, he missed short a lot and he, he did miss long. He definitely missed long later in his career because yeah. that's why he didn't get picked. He'd either throw it away or throw it long. And then uh, just not to veer too far off topic, but uh, one of the knocks on him and a lot of people were hall of fame quarterbacks don't throw picks at the end of games on game winning drives. And it's like, is, is every, is the green Bay collective just forgetting about Brett Favre? Like <laughs> Brett Favre ripped our hearts out of our chests on a weekly basis. I mean, I, I still argue to this day, the best troll ever was there was a hidden agenda with Brett Favre that he hated the Vikings so much that he went to the jets and played poorly and got traded to the Vikings and then stepped up his game well enough to get him that close to the Super Bowl and then threw a ball across his chest during the NFC championship game to ensure that the, the hearts of Vikings fans would be broken forever because he got him that close, but couldn't get him there. But anyways, that's my conspiracy theory. Um, <laughs> it, it sounds too good yeah. to be true. But, uh, I mean, that's it, it, it's it, too. And, um, I mean, he does throw his interceptions on a little bit higher clip than Rodgers does. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember early on in Rodgers' career about the touchdown to uh, interception ratio. I do know that I think Rodgers, if he were to retire now, would have the best touchdown to interception ratio ever. Yeah. But, uh well, love, yeah. I think the last one was trying to force a ball where, I mean, like everybody was lined up in the end zone waiting for that throw. There there was oh, no yeah, there, way. There was, it was nine, nine, nine guys inside the end zone. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, he's trying to make a play happen and, you know, it just didn't work. So that one I don't really care as much because it's so set up against him. The odds of him completing a pass was really low. And I'm, uh, guess, I'm guessing all the hook and ladders and trick plays aren't really on the docket this year for the Packers really. So not from that close in either. Yeah. Um, the other one is the other pick was little short. And I guess you'd like to see this. This is where, what I'm thinking is Christian Watson is early version Javon Walker at this point. And I don't know that. I mean, whoever remembers Javon Walker, he was a very good Packers receiver when he was on the team. And then he left to go off to Denver and was fine there even until um, he witnessed a shooting, which he watched a teammate die, and that kind of ended his career because he couldn't take it, which is horribly understandable. Um, mm-hmm. But um, and you know it's horrible that he went through all of that. But there was he had this massive athletic ability, and he had this the skill and the run and everything, and he didn't put it all together like, quite literally until that game against. Were they Oakland? They were Oakland at the time. The game after Brett Favre's father died. Mm-hmm. That was the point at which Javon Walker realized he could go up and just say, I'm going to take the ball that's up in the air. And he did mm-hmm. that a couple times in that game and then did it from there on out. But he didn't do it before that. He was so used to just kind of being open. Watson has to, well, first off, get better at route running. Because uh, he did not make anybody bite on the inside play fake before the release back outside for that pass in the end zone that got picked off. Um, number two, stay on the field. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's then number, true. Three. number three is when the ball's in the air, he's a big athletic dude and he needs to go take it. He needs to decide that that ball is his and take it away from guys. And he hasn't done that yet. And he might, I mean, 
how many people, you know, Bob McGinn included, were about to run Devontae Adams out of town? Literally, we found oh, at Acme yeah. Packing uh, a story about how Jeff Janis needed to be focused on and get rid of Devontae by was it Schneider. I mean, like, there were, there were Packers writers putting this in print in papers about go with Janis. He's the better receiver. Um, go with and, Janice and Ty Montgomery. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. And so that, and Aberderis, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. what? Um, but yeah, other than the two I mean, picks, but, this but, was a but, good game. But, but not to back away from that though, Devonte did have some stone hand issues right off the bat and some yeah. really clumsy. He didn't come out the gate like Justin Jefferson or, um, Randy Moss or, or various other Vikings receivers or better. Any of these receivers are Jamar chase, you know, come right out, uh, right out yeah. of college and being impact the first year. I mean, Devontae was a real work in progress. And also, too, he was working with a, a vindictive quarterback that if you make one mistake, he doesn't throw it to you for three games to punish you. Yeah. You know? So there was that, too. So I also kind of wonder, like, the stuff we were doing with Watson last year that was really good, the quick slants, the end arounds, getting him the ball in space while he's already moving full speed, we haven't done any of that with him this year. We're just treating him like he's another guy. And I think if we could work on the things that he does really well for now and then keep working on other stuff in practice, but during games, maybe go after the stuff he does well because you're trying to win football games. I think that that would be a better use of his, his skill set, and we haven't been doing that for him. Um, but still, he, he has things that he has to grow and improve on. Uh, but yeah, no, it was running was hard in this game as well for this team. Uh, A.J. Dillon had the longest, I believe it's the longest run of his career. Yeah, I didn't. I was, I was surprised by that because he had that one game against the Titans when he blew up for like a hundred and whatever yards. Yeah, but he had a he forty had a yard big, run. He had a couple big runs in that game too. But yeah, no, that uh, no that run, especially with the high stepping at the end, was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was not easy. It, it, Jones gets thirteen carries, two point seven yards a carry. Uh, he couldn't get anything going inside. Um, they held up pretty well in the past blocking because there was only one sack and I think there was uh Zach Tom had a holding against TJ Watt. Uh other than that, nothing horribly big there uh, in terms of that. Another 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 uh another high point for Love. He had some pretty good pocket presence yesterday too. Only sacked the one step- time. He was he was he was stepping up and moving around. He uh I'm trying to remember I think it was the was it the touchdown throw to Reed where he like had to step up, move to his right, then step forward and like kind of hook around and yeah. toss it. And maybe it was that one or either way, it was another longer play. But yeah, that, that long pass to read um, where he's coming all the way across the field and he had to step up, then move to his left around um, Highsmith and then then like release it almost half falling over and just dropped it on him. And that, that was that, a fantastic play. Yeah. That one too, yeah. Both those, uh, yeah. But actually, now that you mentioned it, I, that, I was thinking of that one, and I think the touchdown pass. That touchdown pass was an acrobatic. That was just really good pocket presence. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, that one he threw to Reed. Yeah, no, that was absolutely he ripped it, falling down backwards. Yeah, that was a really good one. That was fantastic. There, I'm just trying to find the number of actual penalties the Packers had. Uh, five penalties for 32 yards, which is better than they've Maybe been. They- by a lot. Say maybe that maybe that's why we thought the game went so well. There was no penalties in the game. Yeah, I mean, 32 yards penalties is way better than what this team has been the last several weeks. Uh, I'll, I'll give them this. 
the the biggest rip I've made on this team is they have not been ready for first halves. They were completely ready for the first half this week against what is a, a pretty good defense. Um, should I see DVOA? This is the uh, seventh ranked defense in the NFL, sixteenth ranked offense DVOA. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean that's good to be ready for that and to, and actually go in there and play up to your competition. Uh, then we'll see if they play down to their competition like they've been doing again, like. The 32nd ranked defense in, in the NFL, it's the Denver Broncos. And we didn't do anything against that defense. Um, but this week, the 27th ranked Chargers will be uh, coming into Lambeau. It is a gold package game. Uh, they are slightly better than the Chicago Bears defense. Uh, but they do have also a very good offense. They've got a lot of pieces on there that can they move very well. Uh, Keenan Allen was actually injured during the game this last week. Uh, shoulder injury, so it'll be more game time decision. We'll see how they do, and we'll also have to see kind of how how, how they come back with injuries this week. Because while while there was some success by a, a kind of middling Pittsburgh offense, it was Ballantyne and Valentine playing it on the defense right there. I mean, like those were the corners on this game, you know. Uh, we, well, we were out I, a lot I, of guys. I mean, I will take one shot at Joe Barry, and that is that um, Pittsburgh's off their offensive, their rushing was like only a hundred yards a game, or something like that. Yeah, and and they just got smoked down the run. Uh, I mean, they the, the pass wasn't that great, but man, that, if there if there was one bad point about yesterday's game, it was at times those running backs were running from Pittsburgh, running through holes. Yeah. It was back. it was very much, and we'll get into this with the, the Badgers, and we'll say it up front, this happened in both games. Um, going into nickel, which is a 4-2 nickel, when you've got a 3-4 defense, sometimes when you go to nickel, you just take two down linemen, two outside linebackers. Well, if you're running five linemen and a tight end against a 4-2 front, or a 2-4 front, not a 4-2, but a 2-4 nickel, uh, mm-hmm. you're going to have a huge weight disadvantage against that front. And it opened up a lot of holes because, I mean, you're asking uh, Isaiah McDuffie to get off blocks by guards and not, you know, lead running backs or anything like that. You're not giving him space to work behind big bodies. You're saying, hope we don't hope you don't run when you do that. And it's it's and definitely I mean, a way to go. And, and, and Slayton's getting hit by three dudes, you know, yeah. like, like, what's yeah. he going to do? You know, like, and yeah, I mean, three dudes who are not just neutralizing him, but are pushing him into the defensive backfield because I don't care how strong you are, man, except for maybe Vita Vea. Like you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to get, you're not going to withstand three offensive linemen pushing you into the backfield. That's right. ridiculous. Or it, it was two offensive linemen and a lead running back, you know, or whatever. That's, that's rough. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a huge, that's a big ask of, um, of, of the defensive tackles for the Packers too, by the way, when you do that. Yeah. It, it, it's it's putting yourself at a disadvantage. And you give it to Pittsburgh, they immediately recognized what the issue was there and then just took advantage of it, just held on to that and made that happen there. Um, also, the Packers getting down 17 to, to 7 and then going down the field, getting a touchdown, and then not – I mean, that was it. They, they did not get the extra point. Um, mm-hmm. It's – blocked on that one so that changes obviously the entire aspect of the game because the Packers were twice in field goal range down the stretch and field goal didn't do them any good and so they couldn't kick it and so yeah they end up getting down there 
you know, trying to get these points and they have to chase points at the end because they did not get uh, the points when they needed it on the uh, extra point there. So that made it a lot harder to win this game down the stretch. Had some opportunities there. Yeah, it started it started off so good, too. But I mean, that was a big question uh, in the preseason, too, because I I think there was a couple missed extra points and stuff like that because it's an all new battery, you know, long sample punter kicker. And the season started off amazing. Like Anders was banging everything through, but I think you're starting to see uh, some of those issues with a new, a new team still together. I think maybe they got. This was lucky. blocking off the edge was just non-existent on this play. Like it came yeah, in off well, the the kicker's left. Uh, two guys came clean, just clean through. Um, can't remember if it was Deguara on that side, uh, but either way, just like he came, they just came straight clean through. Uh, it was it, that was a horrible blocking issue, and they just missed it on the gaps assignments. So, hey, not to divert for more than a minute here, but yeah. did you see the game last night with Buffalo and Denver? <laughs> I was thinking of that because yes, the number of kicking issues in Denver last night was terrible. Well, this- yeah, well, yeah, they missed two extra points, but then at the same time, did you see Will Lutz come in for that kick right before the half? He didn't even have a chance to line up. He just went to his spot, like he didn't yeah. do the thing where he walks up to the holder and like takes four steps back mm-hmm. and three steps over. He literally just looked at the holder and stood there and they snapped it and he kicked it. He drilled it right down the middle. But when you line up for an extra point, zing. <laughs> like, yeah. God, and then the holder yeah. just dropped one. So yeah, it was. Yeah, that was good too. Good yeah, and then Josh Allen just dropped one when handing it off to cook. God, what a turnover machine. <laughs> My God. I mean, cook talking about hitting someone on full speed. Have you ever seen someone dribble a football before, except in Australian rules football? That was no. incredible. Incredible. It was a strange. He didn't even break yeah. stride, and actually, it was better for him to cut that way. But anyways, yeah, I just, should have been turnover number five. But one me got me first place in the league. So. Right, it did that play alone at the end. But yeah, this the Chargers this week. I think is a tough one. I think the if Jair is back, it helps. Uh, they've got a lot of talent. Uh, if if Keenan Allen doesn't play, that would help the Packers too. I'm not particularly yeah. interested in whether they win or lose. Uh, they're, I can't imagine they would be favored in this game. Uh, I haven't seen the actual. Uh, I think they're two-point underdogs right now, right? Which no. is fair. Which mm-hmm. is fair. Uh, yeah, ESPN gives them a 32.7% chance of winning. So, I mean, just uh, and, and, and full let's, reasonable. And, let's, and let's, let's just be perfectly honest at this point. At this, and, and the season's almost lost, except for the fact that the NFC just can't get out of its own way. Nobody can get out of their own way this year. Um, but, uh, I mean, at this point you don't want to end up seven and eight, end up five and 12, you know, <laughs> get, get somewhere in the top 10, you know, go get a generational talent. Cause the Packers are so good. So often we don't get that many picks that high. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the only one we ever did was AJ Hawk, who I yeah. don't know, I'd take any, I'd take anybody that could tackle like him right now, but yeah, they're, I mean, I'm not, I'm not imagining this team is any shot of the playoffs. There are three games out right now, uh, I guess, or two and a half, depending on where you're looking. But either way, the biggest thing is again, I want to see more improvement. Uh, I would like to see if Christian Watson can start getting something going. I, I want to see continued growth from Love. He looked way better this week, and I'd like to see him continue doing the sorts of things he did, uh, and just some of that. We are going to need to retool the entire running back room next year i think and we're gonna to have to be looking at some offensive line help up front too but 
I want to see the growth. I want to see where they are with a lot of these other guys. Um, using Musgrave this last week was actually the best they've used him. Uh, letting him do a tight end seam run down the middle, finally letting him do, you know, athletic tight end stuff was was good. I would love to see more of that, and also the growth of Lafleur and understanding the team he has is kind of what I'm looking for this week. How about you, Aaron? Uh, I would like to see Luke Van Ness do anything. <laughs> he had a couple where he was fairly close. Uh, he missed a tackle that was unforgivable though. He did miss one tackle where he had him lined up. Yeah. I was going to say, as I say, they should get a higher draft pick. Then it makes me stop and think, um, Oh, so they can just use somebody, use a higher draft pick to score, to get somebody with a higher RAS score that never started in college and is a project, you know, let's let's draft a high first round project. Projects are for the third round. And right. Like Rashawn Gary. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. No, yeah, he was fine. Oh, wait. Where, no, Rashawn Gary was first-round pick. He was a first-round no, pick, Rashawn... and everyone hated it. Everybody hated no. it, and he wasn't good the first year. I'm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Still, he got I'm... a lot of heat. People, people were very mad for Rashawn, a Rashawn Gary was around like his first year. Like Van Ness has been absent, except for taking down Justin Fields once in the opening game. Like, I don't know. I want to see anything out of that, dude. Sean Gary didn't get a lot because that was also they drafted him the year they went out and signed um, the the two Smiths. Yeah, that I mean, there's that too. So uh, his first season, Rashad Gary uh, had one fumble recovery and two sacks, thirteen solo tackles. What does Van Ness have so far? Uh, let's go see. Four tackles. One TFO. Is that right? He, I know he's got the one sack at least. So uh, he has two solo tackle. No, I'm sorry. That was just last game. He had two solo tackles. Uh, oh. He has 10 solo tackles, one sack. Okay. So he's in there somewhere. He's doing. I just, yeah. yeah. I just want to see. I just want to see anything, else, especially with, you know, with all these. It, it, I mean, it's a little bit more obvious and it's a different position entirely but with watching all these rookie wide receivers trying their best and having flashes i mean wicks wicks I, i'd like to, i would like to see wicks improve too by the way um, yes he seems I, he should be the one he's leaps and bounds right now like yeah he's way I better mean, than the rest of this team yeah he is what well, what was he, he was was he the, he wasn't the seventh round pick was he he was fifth the, round pick fifth round pick right seventh round pick yeah, was so, the um uh I'm forgetting his name now. Um, yeah, I'm forgetting it. Yeah, your, your, boy, it your boy Badger Noonan took some heat from uh, Aaron Nagler this week. Did you see that? Yeah, and he laughed about it. So it was funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, Anyways, uh, the time the only time a headline saves an article. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Paul laughed about it. It's fun. Shots fired. strange but, to go uh, after Paul. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's in case the, the whole thing was that Romeo Dobbs, despite his touchdowns, has been wildly ineffective otherwise as a wide receiver, or wildly inefficient as a wide yeah. receiver. So, um, yeah, Musgrave, I'd like to see more of him. I'd like to see Van Ness participate. I'd like to see Wicks be the one or the two. And then, uh, and yeah, let's, and, yeah. and more, and more growth from, and good throw decisions from Jordan Love. And if you get a pick at the end of the game, when you're trying to make something happen against a, a nine defensive back front on a first and what or a fourth, third and whatever from your 15, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's all fine. 
Uh, the Badgers decided to do Jack this last week. It was this was a <laughs> terrible game. Uh, like I said, they kept running a two man front against a team that was running uh, with a tight end. They're running um, like one. Per- they're running eleven personnel. Right, they got a tight end and a running back. They are just going to run right out the middle at you every time. And they never adjusted, and it's entirely possible that Trussell's a terrible defensive coordinator. Like, he waited a long time to figure out that they were doing the thing that was just right in front of him. Did not make adjustments, did not get ready for this. And, I mean, he did eventually make adjustments, but then the offense never, ever got on track. And Do you think think Fickle could have convinced Leonard to stay, or was Leonard gone regardless? I think he was trying to. I don't think there was a chance it was going to happen. Like okay. honestly, because I, I mean, I, I believe that Trestle is more of a, a favor hire to his old buddy, you know, that gave him a chance. Yeah. So, I mean, nepotism is deep in the coaching ranks, both in, NFL and I mean, in, in NFL so much, yeah. College, like, so like, if Fickle got his chance because uh, his uncle uh, gave him his first chance at Ohio State, then you reciprocate later on down the road. I don't know. Yeah, so, it wasn't either. it wasn't good. I mean, he's it, that defense was not in a position to win this game. Uh, it wasn't good at all. Mordecai, I don't know, man. Like, I don't. I, I thought Brandon Locke looked fine. I know that they're they're trying to give the senior every last chance here. I guess his percentage, his completion percentage, was okay, two hundred fifty five yards. But they just they didn't make any plays on offense. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, that Braylon Allen was around. But Iacomelli is the guy leading the team in rushing with nine carries for 47 yards. He's actually looked kind of fun, but, I mean, that's it. Yeah, I mean, You can't have 255 yards passing and yet score one touchdown. It, everything about this game was ridiculous. They just did not do effective things. They were content with this – is, this is where Mordecai's completion percentage goes up, is that he is scared to throw down the field. He will not put it in tight windows. He took every dump off um, and – Northwestern was by far the better tackling team. They came up, and as soon as there was a catch, there was no yards after it. They just caught the ball, and they put you down. And the number of times we threw, like, third and six, throw a four-yard pass. Like, why are we doing that? Why is there a route going four yards and just getting hit? Uh, but that was the route he threw every time, was the guy who wasn't actually past the first down marker and wasn't moving down the field when he caught it. He was moving sideways or something. So it it, it never worked. It was a... It was a terrible game plan against a bad team and uh, got beat up by a bad team. And this is two in a row now. Lost to the nerds. Yeah, two in a row where what happened is they lost to a team that they were athletically superior to. Uh, And this one, too. This is a team that is also with a brand new head coach, a guy who's an interim, technically. Uh, And there's no excuses. Last week, you're like, okay, they kind of know their coach. They know their... No, there, there are no excuses for these last two weeks. They're just bad games. They were badly coached, and they were not prepared. And that's two in a row. And, yeah, Fickle has to answer questions. Uh, Trussell has to answer questions. Longo has to answer questions. None of them had this team ready to go at any point during this game. Um, and yet they still yeah. have a chance to win the West. Well, it's kind of. If Iowa wins this week, they've got it. Because North now Northwestern is in second. All right? There yes. are now... Like Purdue is only a game back from the other uh, five teams ahead of them. So Northwestern, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Minnesota are all three and four in the division. Iowa has the only winning record uh, in conference in the division. 
And, you know, all these five teams are going to have to play. So, like, Wisconsin's going to play Nebraska this week. They're favored. Uh, but, uh, you know, they still have to win to get to a bowl game. Like, this is ridiculous. They just played two bad teams. And now you're going to go play a team that's also on the rise, also new head coach. Rule is going to have this team ready in three, four years. Uh, and I think Fickle will, too. I really do think Fickle will start getting things turned around. Um, yeah. But you know what? He could turn it around this week and just win this game, get them into a bowl game, and then just settle in and just watch Iowa play play Michigan and lose to Michigan uh, in the Big Ten title game because they don't have a shot. But getting some kind of bowl is important because it gives you the extra. The biggest thing is the extra practice time. Everyone else, your season's done. If you have a bowl game, you can what, keep what, practicing till January or late December or whatever. It would be Michigan in the uh, championship, right? Probably Michigan or Ohio State are both undefeated right now. So yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say either way, it's just which which team uh, which team from the West. Is, I mean, the Badgers did play Ohio State very well. Yeah, and we're and lost by two touchdowns at home. Yeah, and lost by and lost by two touchdowns at home. Friendly confines. Whoever goes up against either one of those meat grinders in the Which is Big Ten championship. The same be, score we just had against Northwestern I at would, home. I would I actually, uh, outside of cheerleading for my Badgers, just to turn their season around and give them something to recruit off of instead of a losing record, uh, I would like to see Iowa's defense up against either of those teams just to see how good that defense actually is. Yeah, we'll find out. It's interesting. I mean, because they're... Cause, because that might be a uh, that might be a Big Ten championship game that ends thirteen to zero. That's <laughs> true. This is not the best of... Ohio State team we've seen. This is the worst Ohio State team we've seen in a decade or more. They're yeah. number one in the country right now, right? Am I wrong? Well, they're number two on the college football now. I think they, or two okay. or three. I can't remember. Georgia moved up to one again. So okay. there we All go. Right. Uh, in and terms because, of because because Washington's got a D back that's an idiot almost flushed their entire season too. <laughs> My God. Yeah, they're fifth. I remember that much. Washington's fifth, fifth yeah. Florida State's fourth. So, and then I mean, Michigan and Ohio State will play each other in two weeks, and they'll sort that part out. So, yeah, uh, the Bucks had kind of a, a down week this week, uh, losing in division to the Pacers by two, uh, then going down and losing to the Magic in a game where they were they were down significantly. They lose by fifteen, but they they were down most of that game. Uh, things weren't moving well. They just they weren't getting their shots. I I mean like I ne- I was watching that and I just never felt that they were comfortable in that game. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was confusing. Like it's just confusing to watch this team at this point. I think they're still figuring each other out. Like y- you like to think you can just throw basketball players in and just all basketball players are basketball players, but I think they got to figure out their ball movement. I think they got to figure out their defensive rotation. I think they've got to figure out some of that stuff, and I think they will. Because they got too many guys who are known winners who have won in, in, in these sorts of locations doing similar things. Like, you're not asking, uh, like, there are some places where it's weird. Like, having Harden on this team would be terrible because he is, I mean, he's a black hole for the ball. The ball goes to him and then it goes up. Um, and, you know, like Demetri Trice. Uh, this is not what Lillard is. He he does uh, facilitate, and Giannis facilitates. They're both guys who can play that kind of system. I think they just need to get into it. They did come back and beat the Bulls uh, at home. They get that win, win by nine in the 118-109 to win this week. 
But now they're a half game back of Indiana, who they just lost to. Um, so that'll be, I don't know. We'll have to see how that all plays out. Some. Well, the the Bucks aren't, so unlike years past, I mean, all the way up until three years ago, you know, championship season, the Bucks were the up-and-coming, exciting young team. You know, yeah. Giannis was still an unproven commodity. Uh, some would argue that minus one Kawhi Leonard, uh, Nick Nurse Raptors team, they probably would have won that year. Yeah. To subtract the bubble year, which is stupid for everybody, like <laughs> all 2020. Yeah, how'd that Lakers There's team a, ever we, win? Uh, the Dodgers and the Lakers, come on. Of course they did. That's, yes. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, this is not that team anymore. This is one of the oldest teams in the league now. <laughs> like, yeah. Surprise! <laughs> we went from the youngest, most exciting team to, I mean, even with the Marsh, um, uh, the, with the Beauchamps out there and and uh, Jackson Juniors, like Brooke is old, Giannis is not young anymore by NBA standards. Chris is not young. Um, Dame is thirty two, thirty three, something, thirty four maybe even. But yeah, like it's not. This is this is now a veteran team. This is a team of vets. So it's, they're not as pliable. I mean, we all know that as you get older, you get less pliable about how you are about things, you know, like you're kind of a little bit more stuck in your ways because you know what works. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you're looking at Jonas who's molded this team around him and asking him to change, which I think he'll be able to do probably better than anybody else just because of his upbringing and who he is. But I mean, like Dame is in a different place for the first time ever since being drafted. Right. Um, you know, and everyone's being, and Chris is being asked to do a different role, you know, um, Bobby's still here. Uh, and you know, he's still a fan favorite, but you know, that, that Bobby heat, that was the first year here. Um, that's kind of subsided a little bit. Like you don't get those Bobby runs where he just rips off 10 points in three minutes, you know? Yeah. And, um, he's still playing well. So it's just, it's a different team. It's like, I don't want to say it's not exciting because it is exciting. Just watch Giannis for 10 minutes, right. but you know, um, it, it's, it's a different vibe and it's, you know, there's going to be a lot more figuring out and, you know, he alluded to it like oh, in LA with the Clippers. Not that, <laughs> not that Paul George has ever done anything in this league. Uh, Kawhi, Kawhi did one, one great thing, you know, and he was good with the Spurs when he was young. Well, he's good there too. Uh, uh Westbrook, all the talent in the world. What has he done long term? And then Harden, who again is just a cancer everywhere he goes. You know, it's like, <laughs> but they 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 can't figure. That, I, I know the game's on right now. I'm not even watching because we're doing this. But like, you know, how how do you figure out like, oh, let's bring James Harden to the team. That, yeah, well, that's great. But now you got to figure out how to share the ball even more. You know on a team full of egos that don't want to share the ball as it is, you know? So, and I think the Bucks, even though they're not a team full of egos, they are professional athletes who play at the highest level and make a whole bunch of money. You know, mm -hmm. you gotta, it, it's going to take, you know, it, it's, it's, you, you're not going to be the 72 and 10 bulls, you know, cause it's going to take more than that to figure it out. Now, I think, you know, I, if you if you want to look at the hot young team in the league right now, it's the Timberwolves up in Minnesota. They're they're ridiculous. You know, Ant is kind of where Giannis was about five years ago, with some good supporting cast around him. That's that's where it's at. But 
you know, it's going to take the Bucks through this in-game tournament Christmas. You know, like in years past, let's start talking about the Bucks in March when it actually matters. You know, but it's 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 too interesting right now not to talk about them. But you know, they'll probably be rolling like second, third in the division all the way through like mid-spring. Then they'll be up around number one again, and then Boston will find you know will fall apart, and you know there'll be one or two <laughs> in the East. So it's just how it is. And I mean, Philadelphia, now that they've dumped the process and they have Maxi at, you know, full strength, you know, maybe they'll actually be good. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, yeah. this is, at some point we need to get friend of the show, Pete in here and talk about this stuff again. Too, so. Correct. That would be, that'd be something that we, we need to do and kind of get his feel on how this team is kind of growing and where they're going from here too. So we'll have to see. Uh, yeah, but, um, the other basketball that we do have going on this week, we're going to start with Marquette and talk about college basketball because they're three and oh, and they just beat number 23, then number 23, Illinois in Illinois. They beat them in Champaign, Urbana, which again, character and community, uh, basically RuPaul, but in community, um, fantastic show community. Uh, they beat them 71 uh, 64. I mean, before that, Northern Illinois, we said was a good, that's a good starting game. They got 92 there. They put up 95 against Ryder, which, I mean, yeah, beat Ryder. Um, but 71 64 over Illinois. And I mean, it was close at points, but they're shooting 43%. They, they have a good game. Kolick ends up leading the team in scoring in this game. Like we said, um, Good team, the the top to bottom, just lots of people in here. Didn't get as much bench scoring as they normally do, probably because the game was closer. But they only went four deep on the bench this week. Uh, Gold, Jones, Ross, and Norman all come off the bench. Um, highest scoring among them was three points. They got ten points off the bench in this game, which is not their normal game. But you know, Kolek gets them twenty four. Uh, Cam Jones gets them fifteen. Uh, Igodaro gets some 13 and then five from Joplin, four from Mitchell. Uh, good game all around. They're up to number four now in, in the country. Uh, next, they'll be playing UCLA. So, I mean, that's a lot of fun. It's just cool to see see that, and I think Marquette's going to be fantastic this year. I am very excited to watch this team. Uh, UCLA not ranked. They'll have UCA, UCLA and then Southern, and they should beat both those teams. Those will both it's be at the, home. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, this shows my age, but the fact that UCLA is not ranked on a regular basis right. these days is so sad. They're the yeah. greatest college basketball team ever. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, but yes, well, Marquette was supposed to be number one. They're they're number one. They're, they're projected number one out of the Big East, right? Yeah, um, they they are. And the other undefeated Big East team right now is Providence Friars, uh, because they just beat the Badgers, and so they're. Oh, there's a couple undefeated, I guess. There's Seton Hall, Creighton, UConn, and Providence. Um, Creighton and Seton Hall are just 2-0. and uh, 3-0 and for the other ones. But yeah, uh, Providence uh, gets gets the win uh, home game against the Badgers. They win 72-59. Badgers just could not shoot in this game. Chucky Hepburn, God bless him, but not being able to shoot doesn't stop him from shooting. We, we do this, yeah. like, shooters got to shoot their way out. Somewhere along the line, Chucky Hepburn, as a freshman, was a fantastic point guard who fed better players. When uh, when when Davis Johnny Davis went off to play for the Wizards, 
Hepburn decided he was the next star, and somebody told him that too. I'm sure they they told him like, "Well, you're the next big star we got. You got to score for us." He's not a particularly great scorer. Uh, he's not a great shooter. He's a good spot up shooter and would be a decent uh, shooting guard. But the big thing is, AJ Store is the scorer on this team, and Hepburn should focus on running the offense and getting him the ball. All right, uh, he had. Chucky Hepburn has where are we at here? I'm just trying to find his actual the numbers. I thought on we were his, referring his to him as a Chucky Clankburn from now on. I thought that was may as well be. He was two of ten yeah. shooting, scores eight points. Store gets twenty two, twenty two on there. Chucky Hepburn had zero assists. There were six <laughs> assists on this team. Six assists as a team. Asijans disappeared. Uh, he's not starting because Store so is there. They, so they're just running. They're just running down the court and running ISO. It seems that way, or they're scoring off of it, made rebound or missed rebounds and put up the, the 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 other play. But yeah, it's just you start off. You start off this thing about the Badgers thing by uh, they couldn't shoot in this game. John, the Badgers haven't been able to shoot in a decade. Let's just well get that. Out there. I don't know about a decade. They've had in the last five years. They've had some pretty five decent years. shooting teams. But the last two, three years, no. They've not been particularly good at shooting. They have not been particularly good at free throws. Uh, they, well, who's that, I, I say who's that. Who's that center but, that we had that shot 40, that was like all Big Ten, but oh, he only shot 47% Hap. free throws? Hap. Hap, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Badgers did actually shoot 12 for 12 <laughs> from the line this time, but uh, 5 of 20 from 3, 21 of 62 on the game. That's 33.9% shooting. You cannot win a game like that. Um, yeah, I, I, this is just a, it's a bad team and like, they've got enough guys here who should be able to do stuff. Klesmit is a decent third shooting option. Uh, store is a great score. He can put the ball in. He's doing fantastic. He is playing really well. Wall, what happened to him? Like he was such a dominant player who could go in at that power forward spot and just control the paint. And, And here he is getting six points. On three of nine shooting. I mean, he's because because Hepburn isn't passing it to him. He's shooting it and not yeah. getting assists. And Crawl, Crawl is only shooting from two and three feet away for the most part. He did shoot, go zero for one from three, but one of five overall. Your bigs are shooting. Uh, they are four of fourteen. You can't have bigs shooting four of fourteen. That is ridiculous. The, just the shooting on this team is terrible. Um, those are like those are like half numbers. Yeah, and that's that's from the field. So there we go. Uh, if if in a couple you know weeks here when they play on uh, December second, Wisconsin's going to host Marquette, and that's going to be a bloodbath. Marquette's going to murder this team, just absolutely murder this team. It's going to be terrible for them. Um, Marquette's going to feel very excited about them. They should because they're they're going to just absolutely walk all over Wisconsin this game. But that's that's kind of where that is. We do have a little bit of news about the Brewers. We'll just throw in a couple things here. The Brewers did, um, we'll see, Contreras was the Silver Slugger uh, Award winner for catchers for uh, National League, uh, his first career Silver Slugger awesome. Award. That's uh, great, eight, actually. What, it's yeah. been a while since we've had a Silver Slugger. Right? Uh, a couple of years. There was the year we had Yelich and um, one of the pitchers both got it. It was like, oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, was it that was. Back when they were actually hitting pitchers, yeah. So the pitchers were batting. It was yeah, like, yeah, okay. Because Woodruff, Woodruff used to be able to, he he used to be able to hit. Yeah, pretty well. So yeah, it was. 
That was good. Um, Brewers was, have Woodruff, now. Woodruff was one of the ones that got mad when they actually told him that they couldn't, yeah, they hit, couldn't hit anymore. The guy I've who been took working on hitting as a pitcher for twenty years took Kershaw deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the the Kershaw. last great moment we had in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brewers also promoted bench coach Pat Murphy to manager in not exactly a nepo baby hire, more of a nepo daddy hire because he was Craig Council's coach at Notre Dame, and then Craig Council made him the bench coach, and now he's moved from bench coach to the 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 manager of the team. There's talk that Ricky Weeks, who I like to say Wiki Weeks, um, he might come up and be the bench coach now for this team coming up. Uh, so that. it'll be interesting. It's not a, I don't know. It's not an exciting hire, but by the way, this is also the sort of hire that Craig council was. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's not hey, huge. I mean, go ahead. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky weeks was a disappointment at best for his talent level. Yeah. Um, towards the end, at least he actually, yeah. well, he did. Okay. Despite, you know, a lot of his problems, especially all the errors in the field and the strikeout issues. But one thing Ricky Weeks was good at was he was good locker room people. Yeah, like, everybody liked him. He, everybody liked Rick. Everybody on the team loved Ricky Weeks, and and it actually made it hard to cheer or hard to boo him for some of his stuff because good dude. So I mean, I don't know. Sometimes those guys make the best coaches too. Like, I mean, basically any quarterback, any good quarterback ever really can't be a head coach, but all the quarterbacks that were backups are really good head coaches because they, they, <laughs> they saw the game, they saw the game and they know what you need to do. If yeah. You're not above it. Right. Uh, so yeah, that, and the other big news, uh, we just got this today. The Senate has voted and the assembly has already passed it, a bill to extend the brewers ballpark lease through 2050 uh, should take care of several of the other parts of it. The bill has not yet gone to the governor, but he's already indicated he's going to sign this. So that should kind of lock in the brewers for a while. So that's good news that they're going to take care of things there as the brewers will continue to lease from Milwaukee. And they're going into an election year, John, going into an election year. (laughs) It's true for a lot of these people. Right. Because Uh, you know what? Sports are bipartisan. It's true. And everybody's the way that they keep (laughs) raising is like, well, there's thousands of family supporting jobs that are wrapped up around uh, this team being in Milwaukee. You're like, yeah, I guess. So it's, sure. it's fine. And it, it's, it's okay. It's what it is. it is. It is crazy though, that Miller park, as much as I like it being not from the city, it's mm-hmm. easier to get to because it's out, out by out in Wauwatosa, uh, yeah. West Dallas. Um, it, it is crazy though, that the Brewers play so far out of downtown when you go to other stadiums around the country like Steelers are dead or Steelers uh, pirates are dead smack in the middle of downtown. I mean, Cubs are dead smack in the middle of their, the North side uh, white Sox dead smack in the middle of Chicago. You know, yeah. you go the twins dead smack. Like, no, it's true. Like they're four and a half miles out of downtown Milwaukee. And that's a lot of, of newer furthest... stadiums are being taken away from downtowns. I'm just saying, I'm just saying though, that that's, that's one of the one of the things about it is that it's not like in down in the city, which I prefer. And actually, the fact that they're talking about like reducing the parking lot sizes, you know, Oof. and it's like I, I could see like the the uh, the the uh, eastern lots, you know. There's oh. they usually even on even on big games they sit empty like the back twenty rows, you know, or back ten rows or whatever. Okay. You know? So I've seen that before, but 
you know, they're talking about in, increasing uh, infrastructure with uh, public transportation and stuff like that. I, I'm sorry, but most of your people are driving yet, you know, so. It's always good to have more public transportation. It help people get out there, the better, the easier it is to get to the game, more likely you are to go. Go so to Germany sometime. It's awesome. You can oh, go everywhere without a yeah. car. I will you be. You don't need it. I will yes. be going there yes. soon, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. We'll talk this about it afterwards, yeah. Okay. All right, that's uh, that's about all the news we have for all those sports. So what we're going to do is put in uh, the last several things we have, more rapid fire style, in the segment of our show that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. Okay, for the last call, we're going to start off a couple of things. Uh, UW Volleyball had uh, a down week, we'll say, because they did have the the rough loss against Penn State. Number 15th ranked Penn State, they lose 1-3. to three. They take the first set after battling back. They fought back in the second set, forced it to being, uh, they went, I think Penn State needed to take, I think it was eight different uh, match sets there to take that one. It was in um, University Park. And so that's the, I guess the seventh, you know, well, four, fifth, sixth, and seventh uh, set that they've lost. It's only the second loss of the year. They'll get to bounce back. They'll have Purdue in West Lafayette, and uh, then they'll get Indiana, who they should they should beat easily. So Purdue's going to be a little matchup here on the seventeenth this Friday, trying to get back in the swing of things this week. Uh, one of the other great stories this week for Wisconsin sports is currently. Wisconsin is ranked number one in both men's and women's hockey. Uh, this is a fantastic little setup they've got now. So Badger women, 12-0, undefeated, uh, still hanging on to that top spot in women's hockey. Uh, but the men didn't play this week, and that worked out very much to their advantage. Uh, uh, the women also, I guess, were sitting this week. They just stayed put at number one. The men now getting 32 of the first place votes. They are 9-1-0. and They jump from third to first. Boston College takes a loss and a tie to drop down to 7-2-1. They drop from first to fourth. Wisconsin also jumps over Denver, who falls from second to third. And so North Dakota in second. And Wisconsin, number one overall, number one in both men's and women's hockey. This is a banner time to be a Wisconsin hockey fan, and that is fantastic to see. In I mean, that that's that's amazing, by the way. I mean, right? Not so not so much for the women because they they've been there. Yeah. Live, they they live in, in the number one spot and have for quite a while now. But I mean, just think back to last year with men's hockey. Right. Like, Hastings has turned this team right around. It's been fantastic to see. I mean, and that's <laughs> and that that also makes it hard for people who want to try and defend Fickle too, because it's like, oh, well, look what he's doing with the hockey team. They're already better. <laughs> yeah. He's done a great job getting that team ready. Uh, men's hockey, uh, Eau Claire uh, gets a tie this week, so they go to 3-0-1. Uh, Eau Claire drops from fifth down to sixth in the national rankings. Again, behind Plattsburgh, Adrian, Hobart, Utica, and Oswego. Those are all just fun words to say. Uh, behind that, the next highest is Stevens Point at 14th. They're 3-2 and overall. They dropped one spot from 13 down to 14. Uh, so that's where you are. St. Norbert now at least receiving receiving some votes. Uh, so they're getting slightly more votes than Skidmore. 
Uh, I don't know if you're supposed to feel good or bad about being slightly better than Skidmore, but at least you're not Skidmore. <laughs> uh, women's poll, Gustavus uh, retains the top spot. Uh, not a lot of change here. River Falls stays in at number four. Uh, Eau Claire jumps from nine up to eight as they go to six and one on the year. River Falls still six and zero. Oh. Uh, the only team besides Gustavus Adolphus to receive a first place vote was River Falls with their one vote. So that's a lot of teams in uh, Wisconsin ranking very high in hockey right now. Uh, both the men's and women's UW um, uh, cross country teams finished second in the Great Lakes cross country regional. Both teams will be headed off to the national championships uh, in a, a week or so here. So uh, if you can go find that, they usually have it either on Big Ten Network or ESPN or ESPN Plus. It's a fun watch. It's 25 minutes or so, and you'll get a good look at that. And you will see like three guys from Northern Arizona University finish in the top four because that program's unbelievable. It is unbelievable to watch that group run. If you've ever run, just watch them and you'll feel terrible. Um, so if you're looking for that, it's out there. Uh, we are starting now with the Division Three football playoff bracket. We have gotten into that. Uh, lacrosse getting a very high seed. They will be playing Minnesota Morris on the 18th, uh, November 18th here. So they got in as the automatic bid. And further down, if they win, they'll get the winner of Aurora and Co-College, Co-College in Iowa, uh, where Mr. Scrivseth, my old uh, social studies teacher, went. Uh, Whitewater will be playing Bethel. Bethel, who ended up winning the MIAC. Uh, Whitewater, who finished second in the WIAC. Uh, they will be playing again on the uh, 18th as well. The winner will play the winner of Mount St. Joseph and Wheaton out of Illinois. And that is it. We didn't see a River Falls team. Uh, the couple losses down the stretch kept River Falls out of the playoff this year. So two Wisconsin teams still in it, still kicking around for a chance to win a national championship. Uh, the uh, cross-country championships for men's and women's uh, D3 will be kicking off soon. Currently, UW Lacrosse ranked number one in men's cross-country. Right behind them are North Central out of Illinois. Carnegie Mellon, which are they have like a little Scotty Dog mascot. Uh, MIT, Wartburg, and then UW Whitewater in sixth. They had dropped a couple spots, so that's where they are. Uh, no other Wisconsin teams in the top 25. No, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Uh, 24th is Stout uh, in men's cross country. Women's cross country, uh, Eau Claire currently ranked 12th. UW Lacrosse ranked 13th. And those are the only teams hanging out towards the top of the women's cross country rankings. National championships coming up in each of those. The volleyball bracket is actually out for D3 right now. Uh, UW Stevens Point will be playing. CWRU, I'm not sure what that, I'm trying to see what that is, what, who they are, that is, I'm not sure. I'll have to look that up some other later day. But CWRU, uh, that's their first matchup for the uh, round there. And I'm trying to see where Whitewater ends up on this because uh, they were the actual champions. Penn State Altoona plays Juniata. That's kind of fun looking just because they have the same logo as regular Penn State. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, they have the exact same one. Okay, so this is a very large bracket, by the way. They have a ton of teams in here. It's way bigger than the football bracket. Jeez, oh, Pete. Gustavus Adolphus will play Calvin. Whitewater will play Co College, as we mentioned, out of 
Iowa. The winner will play the winner of Wash U and St. Olaf. The oldies. The oldies of St. Olaf and Wash U, which is a very good school, actually, down there in D3. Uh, Edgewood will play Northwestern St. Paul to start things off. Winner will get Cornell College. Not that Cornell, but Cornell College and Milliken. All right, so we've kind of rolled through a lot there. Edgewood, there are nerds, right? Um, I don't know if there are nerds, not particularly. They're a private school. I don't know that they're one of the higher ranked programs in the area, but they are one of our schools. Uh, so that's what we've got there. So we got two, or we got three different Wisconsin schools in the volleyball playoffs, which are holy wow, are those enormous? Jeez, oh Pete. Uh, yep. but yeah. So that's where we are for this week. Aaron, you got anything else to add as we're we're locking down this week of of stuff? No, man. Uh, I'm I'm spent. I got that. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> Fantastic. Getting you out of here on a on a regular little time here, right about an hour. So thank you again for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. Uh, remember to follow us on all the different social medias. We're out there on Blue Sky. We're out there on Mastodon. We're out there on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, thank you for joining us this week from around Wisconsin, around the United States, and around the world. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you and seeing more from you this next week. With We bring you another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. But just please remember that whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.